It's time for a legendary introduction. Welcome to Unpacking the Box. I really think nobody does it better. Join the conversation as we cover everything from life and relationships. All a woman wants is a choice. Inspiring interviews. That just hit me. Wow. And everything in between. Just keeping it real. We keeping it all the way real. Whoa. Now let's start unpacking. This is Linnea, your host, and welcome back to Unpacking the Box podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The show starts in 10, 9, Tonight, I'm here with top DC divorce lawyer, Michelle Thomas, who has been featured on CBS, Fox 5 DC, and Court TV. She is also a divorce and co-parenting coach. Hello, Queen. How are you? Hello. I am doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. I'm happy to have you here. Thank you for gracing the podcast. Well, I am so excited about being here and about the conversation we're about to have. Like, we need we need to get right into it. This is really good. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, yes. So first, before we get into the meat of it all, like, where are you from? So I am out of Washington, D.C. I am Washington, D.C. based, and I have been here for many, many years. I went to law school here and stayed. I'm originally from New York. Um, born and raised, and um, but I've been in D.C. for a really long time. So, yeah, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, the DMV, that's, that's where it all goes down. <laughs> yes, I'm from Maryland. Oh, really? Oh, yep. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. I was born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. Yep. Okay, all right. <laughs> all around the way. Yeah, it's not far from you at all. So, I'm so curious because I think um, I think any type of lawyer is just intriguing. I think that job period is intriguing. So, like, what led you to becoming a divorce uh, lawyer? People ask me that all the time, and it's so funny. I'm one of those people that always wanted to be a divorce lawyer from when I was really young, and I remember telling people that, like, oh, I want to be a divorce lawyer when I grow up. And my mother would be so embarrassed. She'd be like, stop telling people that people are going to think I left your father. And she would just like be mortified because I was telling everybody. And I don't know what that says about me, but I was just always intrigued by relationships. And then as I grow, got older, being able to help people through it, like seeing people through some of their most difficult times in life and then seeing them through to the other side where there is a life after divorce that really was very rewarding for me, like that concept. And that's where I focused my career. And the rest is sort of history. Now we're going on almost 18 years of divorcing people, divorce, of me practicing divorce and family law. Uh, I founded my law firm about 14 years ago, MC Thomas and Associates PC in Washington, D.C. And it's been, you know, it, it's, it's been history ever since. So I've been yeah. submerged in it. And, yeah. That's awesome. Because we were, we were also discussing how, like, divorce is, like, such, like, a like a dark word for a lot of us. We look at it, we, we equate it to something dark and something bad and like failure and things like that. 
So correct. Yeah, yes. correct. Is, but here's the thing, because I, I hear that all the time, and I, I find myself telling people, one, you are not your divorce. Your marriage may have ended, but that doesn't mean that you have ended. You are not a failure. It's just that your family dynamic is simply shifting and changing. And it's really about perspective. Like I try to, I, I started a coaching business called Divorcing Better to try to help people divorce in a better way and figure out, you know, to move them from a place of confusion to clarity and to confidence about their future because it just doesn't have to be as emotionally and financially draining as it is for a lot of people. There is a better way. And so it's, a lot of it is about perspective um, and looking at your the end of your marriage. One phase is simply an opportunity for a brand new beginning. And you get to control whether that's a positive new beginning or whether you're just going to be down and out and depressed for years to come. Because those weeks turn into months turn into years. And before you know it, you've lost even more of your life to this thing that, and it didn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Now, for those who may not know or understand, how does one even begin like divorce proceedings? Like what are those initial steps that we should be taking? Sure. So the first thing you want to do is once you figure out that you're ready to actually file, so I'm not going to go into all the mindset work and all that stuff that needs to be done, but you need to find the right legal advocate for your case. And I talk about this a lot, like how do you find the right lawyer that aligns with your core values, that reflects you know, your goals and shares your sort of vision for what you want to happen? Finding the right advocate, I mean, early in the process can make or break your experience and your case. I, I talk a lot about like questions you can ask. I know I have on my, I think it's my Instagram page and my link tree, like mm-hmm. how do you, questions you ask to find the right lawyer for your case? it's the most important decision you can make sort of in the entire, in the process. Um, And then once you do that and you figure out what your goals are, what your options are, what you're looking to achieve, then you would have preferably a lawyer prepare either a complaint for divorce, or you might consider your settlement options first, like mediation or um, doing some sort of alternative dispute resolution or collaborative divorce. So there's a lot of options out there on how to actually get started, but finding the right person who's going to guide you through the process is your number one task in order mm-hmm. to do this in the least stressful and least daunting way possible. And I mean, and don't get me wrong, I mean, divorce is hard. Like, I don't mean to minimize it in any way, but right. this singular decision can definitely impact how you experience and, and navigate the process. Mm-hmm. Now, what are some common mistakes? And I saw something on your page about this briefly, but I thought this was very interesting. What are some common mistakes you see couples making financially, like once they enter that marriage? Oh, girl. Oh, <laughs> what are some? <laughs> let, let me tell you, no, finance is such a big part of, of marriage and then ultimately divorce. And so mistake number one financially is, not being informed, not being knowledgeable about the finances themselves. I cannot tell you the number of people, and unfortunately, a lot of times this is the women who have come into my office and they have no idea where they bank, whether the mortgage is in their, both of their names or just one person's name, whether the bills are being paid on time, where their spouse may, may house accounts or investments. Um, just there's, there are so many blind spots 
for people. And so one of the best things you can do to go into the process from an empowered place instead of from a place of fear is to try to gather as much information as you can about your finances. Um, People will come in and find out that the mortgage hasn't been paid in months. And I'm talking pre-pandemic, before there was a mortgage forbearance or any of that stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very scary. I mean, if you can imagine thinking that you've entrusted your entire life, your finances, your financial future to this person, and they've betrayed you. Because a lot of times if there's financial deceit, there's going to be other kinds of deceit or possibly infidelity. A lot of times that goes hand in hand. And so it's, it's major for it to have all that dumped on you at one time. So being knowledgeable about what's going on, just, just know, ask questions, you know, of your, of your spouse or partner, have, have meetings where you talk about your budget or investments or financial goals, things of that nature. So that if by chance you find yourself in this statistic, you're not going to be blindsided right? By, mm-hmm. by like the money and what happened to it. Um, another thing that, that happens with money is money begins to disappear. So someone may think that both parties are depositing their paychecks into a joint account and one person's going along happily, skipping along happily ever after, and they haven't realized that maybe their husband or wife reduced their contributions and deposits into the joint account. And maybe they're siphoning off money into another account that you didn't know about. And the money that's coming in is decreasing and decreasing and, or money's being drawn out, cash withdrawals are being taken out and you're completely oblivious. So, you know, check online, check, check the accounts every now and then, you know, that doesn't, that's not going to harm you just to check and see what's going on. So the, the ignorance around and, and inadvertent ignorance, around the finances is the number one mistake that people make from what, from what I've seen. And I've, I've seen a lot. Listen, I can resonate with that so much just because being married myself, like early on, I've been married for 12 years, but early on, like I did not realize how much finance could wreak havoc on a marriage. Like I didn't, I didn't, I guess I didn't take that part seriously. I just was like, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting or thinking, but I learned later on, like, man, I mean, you know, and we have really weathered some financial storms, but now I understand. And so I can understand completely what you're saying. Right, exactly. And so, so here's the thing, like, here's the the secret. I'm going to let your audience and your listeners in on this secret. Um, To prepare for marriage and to avoid being one of these statistics, you really should think really hard about whether you need to meet with a lawyer, a family lawyer on the other side before you say I do and discuss a prenuptial agreement. Now, maybe a prenup isn't right for everybody. And that's controversial. People have all kinds of opinions Mm -hmm. about it. Oh, that's not sexy. Oh, that means I don't (laughs) trust my partner. Oh, we're planning for divorce. Are, Are you really planning for a divorce or are you planning for your marriage by having that conversation? Okay. Are you actually planning for how the bills are going to be paid, what kinds of contributions will each of you make to avoid that resentment that often can can lead to divorce when one party feels like they're not pulling, the other side is not pulling their fair weight. You know, having a discussion about a prenuptial agreement on the front end provides the platform for people to ask the hard questions, have uncomfortable discussions, talk about things they may never have thought about in the past, or, you know, on their own. So 
I say, you know, let's talk about what you need to do before you say I do to avoid being in that financial tense situation that oftentimes leads to fights um, between couples and then can lead to a divorce lawyer being called. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm like, there's a lot of conversations that need to be had before marriage, for sure. I have learned. Well, but that, you know. yeah, we're, <laughs> there's a whole lot more. I mean, but that's just scratching the surface. Yes, but right. Finance, <laughs> yeah, because finance is so uncomfortable. A lot of times people would just rather not just yeah. sort of gloss over it and just, oh, we'll work it out. We'll figure it out. No, 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 no. <laughs> figure it out now to avoid that dr- trauma down the road. So just remember I said that. That's all. Yes. Listen, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Y'all better get into it because I'm telling you right now, that's a major gem right there. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So yeah. And speaking of, I know you mentioned earlier when you were talking, you said something about COVID. Like, have you had a spike in like your clients during COVID? Oh my goodness. I've been all over. I was all over like the news and uh, <laughs> talking about it and various media outlets. People really, stations were calling like, what's going on with this? It was insane. I have never, I've been doing this. Like I said, I'm going on 18 years. I have never seen anything like it in terms of the phones ringing. And it was kind of, I mean, it was kind of sad, right? On yeah, on some level, yeah. because once people were forced to live together and forced to face each other and realize, well, wait a minute, th- this is who I'm married to? Well, <laughs> hold on now. I'm supposed to, like, I, I'm not doing this for the next 5, 10, 15 years. And that's what happened in just being stuck in a house together for months on end, having all of your social outlets pulled from under you overnight, no happy hours, no church, no brunch, no going to the gym after work, none of that. And people were literally forced to deal with all those issues that may have been swept under the rug previously. They Mm -hmm. were confronted with them. And a lot of people said, yeah, I'm not doing this. You know, life is short because that's what the, the pandemic taught us as well. Reminded us, right? Last last mm-hmm. year, um, with the mortality rate that this, you know, we only have one time to go through this thing called life. And people were like, "I'm not living. I'm not going out like that." And so, as soon as the courts began to reopen, sort of mid to mid to end of summer last year, application right now. Um, we're like, it's Sunday. Like we, you know, we're not even open. And people were just, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was the perfect storm Wow! Um, for marriages that were already maybe, you know, experiencing some tension or struggling a little bit. It was a perfect, perfect storm. So, um, so kudos to every couple who made it, <laughs> who made yes. it. I mean, on, on the flip side, it also gave you a chance to come together I mean, and, and strengthen some marriages as well. But if you were already having issues that you just weren't really dealing with because you were spending 10 hours away at work and then going to the gym and all that stuff, it was really tough. It was really tough. Yeah, they were like, who is this? Who are you? <laughs> like, I, I get it, you know? Right. People, they get to, yeah. uh, they get that space where they get to go out to this place, go out to that place, and then you're confined, you're confined to this place with this person that you married. But it's like, Oh, do I really know, you know, this person, (laughs) you know, so I get it. Do I really know this person? Like, who is this stranger in my bed? Like, that is literally what happened. And I'm still seeing the effects of it. People are still calling. And when they tell me, well, of course, people are still calling, but we're calling and still referencing the pandemic. 
And when we talk about like in consultations, well, when did things begin to, to take a turn for the worse? And it's usually last year, they say last, you know, March, April, May is when things just started to really unravel and fall apart. So I'm still seeing the effects of the pandemic in my practice today. Oh, wow. Now, what would you say to someone who maybe wants to get a divorce, but they are hesitant because they fear like financial burdens, financial losses, and kids are involved. And, you know, it's maybe like a sticky situation. So divorce is, it's really hard. And so even though I, I believe that you can divorce without devastation and without complete financial and emotional ruin, it is a difficult process. Nobody wants to experience that. You don't get married thinking, oh, I'll I'll do this for about five years and then I'll call it quits. Like nobody does that. And then when you have children, of course, it complicates matters even more. But you've got to think about what you're role modeling, what you're modeling for the children, what are they seeing at home? And is it better ultimately for them to see both parents happy apart than to be together under the same roof and hating each other? and showing children, your children are learning from you how to interact with with their partner. They're learning from you how to handle conflict. And if it's a toxic situation, are you doing more harm than good by staying just for the sake of, you know? And so it's a difficult decision. And I always say that it should be your last resort. Like people shouldn't take it lightly. You need to do all you can. If you've tried marriage counseling, pastoral, spiritual counseling, you've prayed about it, like all the things. If you're still in a in an unhealthy situation and certainly an abusive situation, then you have to make decisions that are in your best interest, which usually will ultimately be in the ch- child's best interest as well. Um, so, you know, in addition to finding the right lawyer, you want to put your entire support circle together. That may include a, a pastor or a counselor uh, to help you navigate the process. That may include one close friend, and I say one close friend because we don't need all your girlfriends chiming in that don't have degrees in psychology. Like, we don't need all that. Mm-hmm. But you want to put your circle together, make sure that you are supported through the process, and uh, begin g- get about the business of creating the life that you ultimately want to lead and deserve. Yes. What specific services does your firm offer? Sure. So we practice divorce and family law. We represent clients in Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia in complex divorce litigation matters. We handle high-end divorce, high-profile divorces. Uh, We also handle child custody matters, contested child custody matters throughout the DMV. And I also, we also offer some support services in terms of coaching and, and helping clients navigate the process and moving them from a place of of just chaos and confusion, a lot of times fear, to a place of uh, security and confidence and being um, fearless about the future. So um, I, for clients in the DMV, you can just go to my website, thomaslawdc.com, and um, you'll see all the services. So we, we do a lot of, of work. And you know the goal is always to try to get cases settled outside of court Mm -hmm. because that oftentimes saves the client the parties the money of course and the and it's less emotionally draining but we are a firm that is that will certainly try a case if necessary um and so 
you know, you just have to, again, find the right fit, a lawyer that's really the right fit for you and that has the experience and the knowledge and the skills and you do your research, you know, to find the right mm-hmm. lawyer. But that is that is what we do. And, and like I said, I've been practicing almost 18 years and my law firm has been um, a preeminent firm in the Washington, D.C. area for about 14 years. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Yes, you are very inspiring. This work that you're doing is amazing. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. You're I welcome. Really appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. Now, when you are not busy, you know, if you ever find like free time, <laughs> what do you like to do for fun? Free time? What's that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so it's really interesting you raise that because I'm also a big believer in balance. Right. And I'm a big believer in in boundaries and um, and just living life, still maximizing on your life and not just allowing one aspect of it to to overpower all the other aspects of it. So Mm -hmm. um, now I've had to grow to this point because I certainly spent a lot of days and a lot of (laughs) years (laughs) just sort of working really around the clock. But but I think it's so important to take care of yourself because then you're able to, to give more to others. And people say that in the context of families, but the same is also true for clients and for business owners, right? So mm-hmm. like if I'm completely depleted and run down and my clients need me to show up and be on point in a, for a trial, that, that doesn't work. So you've got to really learn how to set boundaries. So for me, I love to work out like I'm constantly either in either, you know, and I love nature. So I'm outside a lot. I'm hiking, um, you know, playing tennis, doing just doing all the things, you know, the beach vacations. I, I will get a vacation in. So um, good friends, family. I, I just I think all of that stuff is so important and it's important to make time for it. Right. Because at the end of the day, nobody says oh, if I had only just built more hours or spent more time at the office, no, nobody's saying that <laughs> right. at the end of the day. So, you know, so for me, I, I work very hard. I believe in, in certainly just exceeding, exceeding expectations at every turn for, for our clients. I think my clients know that like we really go above and beyond. Uh, but at the same time, when it's time to sort of turn that off and do something for, for me and for my staff, we, you know, we do that. Um, it's, it's just so necessary. So it's whatever makes you, you know, whatever you enjoy, you know, live music, jazz, like it's just all the things. Like I'm over here doing all the things. That... All the things. I love it. Listen, yeah. you, you have to, you know, this life that we have is just short and you have to do all the things. So I, I, I feel you on yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. Well, here's the thing. We, we only get one time to go around, right? This thing called life. Right. However, if you do it right, one time is enough. Like that's all you need. So that's that's the goal is is when we at the end of the day that you leave nothing on the table. <laughs> that you've left indeed. nothing. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I agree a hundred and ten percent. Now, do you have a favorite movie, book, or both? A favorite movie, book, or both. I have a favorite book mm-hmm. and um my favorite what a <laughs> This is, I have so many favorite books, actually, but one of my favorite books is uh, Kite Runner, um, which I read a long time ago. A movie came out about it. The movie did not do it justice. Like, you have to read the book. Like, mm-hmm. it's just amazing by um, Khaled Hosseini. That's one of my favorite books. Um, I, that, I mean, that's like, I just, I have so many. It's hard. 
Okay. To say, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, a favorite movie? I don't know if I have a favorite movie. I mean, I love the classics, right? Like Boomerang. Like I'm, I'm, I'm dating myself now. Like, <laughs> but um, I love a lot of the classics. Um, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. But yeah, that's lot. one of my favorites. Yes, Boomerang was a good one. I like that one too. Yes. Yeah. If you, uh, yeah. And let me just add this. I have always loved anything Terry McMillan, like any book by Terry McMillan I've loved. Um, okay. And I've read I, most of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she's great. Mm-hmm. I love her too. I love her too. Yeah. Um, if you could have a chance to travel back in time and pick anyone from the past to have a conversation with who would that be and why <laughs> um that's also an excellent question and um anyone from the past well I mean the first person that well let me not say that so one person that I would want to talk to I think would be Harriet Tubman um, I would want to know really what inspired her and motivated her. Like, where does she find the strength to go back? Because I think as a society, like most people are just so selfish and just so self-interested. And I just find her uh, strength and story to be really inspiring. Um, let's say from the past, I would talk to Rosa Parks uh, for kind of similar, you know, related reasons. Um, Oh gosh, there's so many. That that's a really so good question too. But hopefully that yeah, there, I would yeah, I'd be talking up a storm. <laughs> Listen, it's all good. It's all good because yeah. you know what's so funny. I was going to post this question on my IG to just see what everyone would say, but my personal first one would have been Harriet Tubman. That's what I would have put for the first. Like I, really? I'm intrigued. Yes, I'm intrigued by her story, by the woman that she was, by what she stood for. It's something about her that just, I'm just like, I just want to, I want to pick her brain. If I could, I would love to pick her brain. So yeah. That's exactly how I feel. That's amazing. Yep. I was like, I would, um, she was first on my list and then Malcolm X was second. I would love to talk to Malcolm X as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought that was a, a pretty cool question because it's just interesting to know, like, you know, who would, who would you like to talk to? Like, you know, so I love that. That's a really good question. Yeah. And, and that's so interesting that we both had a similar answer or the same answer. <laughs> yes. I was, I was definitely planning on posting this yesterday, but I got distracted. I didn't get to do it, but because I always will, I'll participate in things like that. So I was, her tell me was number one. Like I just always wanted to talk to her even throughout school mm-hmm. when, when I would do reports that would be my go-to to do the report one like I just I just loved everything about her um yeah so yeah yes so listen now we come to the part of the show that I love where we get to release well you get to release something whatever you want it is called unpack your box and that's basically where you get a minute I always say no one is counting where you can say whatever you want to say you can use this moment to just you know say whatever you want Sure. So thank you again so much for inviting me. This has been just an incredible conversation and I've, I've appreciated it. So one thing I would share with people or encourage people to think about is really um, who, who do you want to be in this world and what steps, what actionable steps you need to take to achieve that or to accomplish that end goal. If I could leave anything, it would be that life is really short 
And you've got to live it on your terms and live it unapologetically. And so if that means upending your family dynamic as things are today so that you can ultimately achieve and create the life that you want, then you need to begin to start taking those steps to do that. Now, of course, I always say divorce is a last resort, and I, I believe that wholeheartedly. But what I want to leave with people is, is a desire to live a life that is full and leave here empty. Um, and, and don't be afraid to put yourself, not just on your list of priorities, but at the top of your list of priorities. Because the more that you take care of yourself, the more that you are, you are able to give to others. So, and that is what I wish to share. Yes, I love that. I love it. <laughs> Listen, this has been so fun, so enlightening talking to you. I really, really, really appreciate you. You are inspiring. I've listened to you speak on several occasions, not just in the room on Clubhouse, but also on the videos that you've been on. And I just, you know, oh. I think you're amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I, I appreciate you saying that so much. And I appreciate the space and your podcast is amazing. And I just wish you all the best, continued success with it. And, and just thank you. I, I really do appreciate it. This, this has been awesome, truly. Oh, thank you. I, I you are so it. welcome. Oh, thank you. You are so <laughs> very welcome. But before you leave, let the people know where they can connect with you, your website, all your handles, all that good stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Please do follow me on Instagram at Michelle C. Thomas ESQ. You will find great content about how to uh, achieve success. You, you'll be inspired. You'll be empowered. You'll get divorce tips, relationship tips. Like it's a, it's a great place to be. So Instagram at Michelle C. Thomas ESQ. You can find me online at www.thomaslawdc.com. LinkedIn, uh, Michelle C. Thomas. So I'm all over the place, but yeah, please check me out. Stay connected. It, it, I would love to hear from y'all. Yes. Make sure you guys connect and follow her. She has some amazing content that is very, you know, informative and very inspiring. All right, y'all, we are out. Before you leave, keep up with your girl on Instagram at unpacking underscore the underscore box underscore podcast. You can also email me if you like at unpacking the box podcast at gmail.com. And also, if you are enjoying the show, if you were a guest on the show, you know, if you just 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 love the show. Make sure you leave me a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts specifically. I don't know if you can do it on the other platforms, but I know for sure you can on Apple. So, yes, do that for your girl, especially if you're enjoying it. You know, let me know. All right, y'all. Be well. <laughs>